Hey, it started the party he's built on day this time again we're continuing our unusual trend of watching old i guess this would qualify sci-fi for the time science fiction movies i never thought about the godzilla things i mean i guess it is science fiction but it's not like I mean, it's a kaiju movie yeah but... well you think of science fiction you think of either at least like fantasy sci-fi like star wars or like science fiction that's trying to extrapolate what like how humanity can either use technology or be used by technology in the future and like that's not what Godzilla's just like it's a dude in a rubber suit stomping on things. If anything it's just about a Japanese man throwing a fit in a costume. <laughs> that's yeah. really what Godzilla movies about. Um yeah. Hey I got whiplash going from the first original Godzilla and its dark tone to this thing. <laughs> Which is Godzilla yeah. versus Mothra. I'm sure we must have talked about this because, yeah, the only other Godzilla movie we've ever talked on the podcast was, yeah, you did the original Godzilla. Hey, was that early in the podcast or was that more recent? Because we were recording for like five recent. years now. Uh, but yeah, you had. Was it was it that you'd never seen a Godzilla movie or if you just hadn't seen? The- uh, I I think I had seen chunks of the original on TV back in the day, but no, I've never. Yeah, so especially movie. yeah, if if that was your first real Godzilla experience, the first one jumping to this. Yeah, that's a bit of a tonal. Which it's funny because this is even the biggest tonal shift because this is the last major Godzilla movie from the original, the Showa era Godzilla movies, uh, where Godzilla's still a bad guy. So it's not even quite. You haven't even seen the really goofy stuff where he's like, a Godzilla is a friend to all children. Which with a baby instead. Yeah, he there's baby Godzilla and baby Godzilla is like, hey, my dad's Godzilla. He likes to stomp on things, but he doesn't mean no harm. Um, yeah, if you <laughs> like, yeah, this, this 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 series gets even weirder and stupider even after this movie. Uh, we're talking about. Have we said what we're talking about? We're talking about. I, I said Godzilla versus Mothra. Yeah, yes. 1964s. Technically, it's Mothra versus Godzilla. I, the only reason I know that is because when I was uh, titling my my copy of the episode, I was, I was like, I went to double check. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I actually, technically, this is Mothra. Uh, well, I guess the original, the American version of this was called Godzilla vs. The Thing. Because mm-hmm. justifiably, when they brought this movie over to America, they, weren't, they were like, we can't just put a giant butterfly on this poster. <laughs> we can't just call it Godzilla vs. Giant Butterfly. Yeah. We got we'll, we'll just like we'll just call it the monster the thing and we'll on the poster we'll just change uh, Mothra from a moth to we'll just say he's like a giant tentacle monster in shadow we won't show what it really is or anything like that so yeah. this but, movie's dumb as shit yeah um I should <laughs> what do you think <laughs> well it's I should have gone back this oh man not, why am I just thinking of this now how, wait wait how many were in between <sighs> so this is the fourth the, Godzilla the original movie. Okay. So yeah, so, the original. Wow, it only took four to get here. That huh? <laughs> well, actually, this is this is actually I just realized this is exactly ten years after the first one because the first one was 1954. This is 1964, and I think after the first Godzilla movie, uh, there wasn't a Godzilla movie for a while, and I think after a while they've eventually decided to do a sequel, not made by anybody connected to the first movie. I think it was called Godzilla Rides Again, and I've only seen be- be- bits. bits- <laughs> That's. No. <laughs> I, no. I don't think that's what it's called in Japan, but I know in America that's what it's called Godzilla. <laughs> Rising, this created no. picture in your head of Godzilla on a horse with a little cowboy hat, little six shooters and the spurs going, yeah! 
stupid. Oh, uh, no, maybe it's Godzilla Raids again? Which, that's a little bit less ridiculous, but still. Uh, everyone seems to hate that. It, it's black and white, and he's fighting another monster, but I think it's a monster they just kind of created for the movie, and even, yeah, even hardcore Godzilla fans I've ever talked to have been like, you can skip that one, that's bullshit. And the third one was, I think, I think maybe that kind of killed Godzilla for a while. And I think, like, maybe five or six years later, they were like, you know what? Let's have Godzilla fight King Kong. And so the third one was Godzilla versus King Kong. And that was such a huge success. I think that was the most financially successful uh, Godzilla run, a uh, movie in the entire original Godzilla run. And that was popular enough, they justified, okay, we'll, we'll just start making Godzilla movies again. Except now, because we did Godzilla versus King Kong, he has to be fighting something. We can't just have him stomping over Tokyo again by himself. And so, uh, while Godzilla was on hiatus for a while, I guess Toho had started making a whole bunch of other uh, Godzilla knockoffs. Well, I, I don't know if you can call it a knockoff of Toho. It's the same company that actually made Godzilla, but they just started making other giant monster movies, too. And one of those giant monster movies they had made was a movie called Mothra, which is just about a giant moth who goes around fucking shit up. Although, Mothra... He, uh, Mothra fucks shit up accidentally, because Mothra is one of the few kaiju in these movies who is un unequivocally good. If Mothra mm. fucks anything up, it's only by accident, because Mothra got those giant wings, and she, like, flutters her wings, and the wind accidentally knocks stuff over, but she doesn't mean to hurt anything. Poor Mothra. And so I guess when they were like, well, we need a monster for Godzilla to fight after Godzilla vs. King Kong, well, let's just get Mothra, because that, that's, that's an interesting power set, because Mothra is a good person, uh, even though she's mm -hmm. a giant bu butterfly, and we'll just have her fight Godzilla, and that's how they made this movie. And then people were like, yay, and then this was successful, and they made 20 more movies after this. Um, I guess the movie they made right after this, too, is Godzilla vs. Ghidorah, uh, King Ghidorah, and that started, the, the one after this, because he's fighting an even bigger, badder monster than himself. I guess the next movie after this is the start of him becoming a good guy, because that's the next movie after this is the first time he's actually protecting the Earth from another monster. So, yeah, even in my notes, I, well, I should also point out, uh, this is technically my project. I chose this movie uh, because um, even though I'm a huge Godzilla fan and I've s probably seen most of these movies in bits and pieces as a kid, I, I rarely just sat down and said, okay, I'm just going to sit down and watch uninterrupted a whole Godzilla movie in one sitting. Because, you know, the Godzilla movies would be on 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 UHF TV or they'd be on cable. And, you'd ha you know, you'd be flipping the channels and you'd happen halfway through a Godzilla movie and watch that. And if you're a kid, you're probably just going to stick around and watch the just watch the fights. And as soon as the human stuff shows up, you'll just tune out and watch something else. <laughs> and so I was seeing most of the fights <laughs> the original Godzilla movies. Maybe not, maybe never really paid attention to the human stuff. So... Because the new American Godzilla movie just came out, the uh, Godzilla King of All Monsters, I was like, you know what, this is a good time to go back and do an old Godzilla movie. Because I, like, yeah, I've never sat down and, like, just watched a whole old Godzilla movie, like, as an adult and paid attention to it and not be just, like, at a party where everyone's drinking and talking over the movie or anything like that. And so, yeah, last week I had mentioned I had three ideas for three different Godzilla, old Godzilla movies to tackle. And you decided to choose this one, because this is the oldest one uh, out of the three I was thinking about, because the, this movie and the other two God's, God, uh, Godzilla movies yeah, I was thinking I about... I voted for this well, one, I didn't really choose it. Yeah, well, and the three I was thinking about were all supposed to be some of the three best old Godzilla movies, and you justifiably chose this one because it's the oldest. And I'm glad we did, because this seems to be... 
the the kind of start of the Godzilla franchise as the world generally knows it. Like you said, going back to watch the original Godzilla movie, it's weird because it's slow, it's black and white, it's actually kind of fucked up and sad. This is more like the Godzilla, Mothra vs. Godzilla is more like the Godzilla everyone knows, where it's bright and colorful, it's literally color, um, goofy, happy music, and Godzilla's fighting a weird monster, and this is kind of the start of, like, yeah, the classic Godzilla as everyone knows it, so this is this was a good idea to jump back in. If we were going to start talking about Godzilla, old Godzilla movies, and that's not just the first one, this was a good starting point. Um, and so, yeah, so yeah, this is... Mothra vs. Godzilla, yeah, it's the first uh, Color Godzilla movie where he's fighting another Toho monster. Mm. Um, and because, yeah, because Toho, while they were not making Godzilla movies, like I said, they had been started making all these other knockoff Godzilla movies where they had come up with new giant monsters to attack mm. stuff. And so this is, like, their way of just... <laughs> I guess you could say this is kind of the start of the Godzilla cinematic universe, too. Because it's the first time mm. you have, like, one Toho monster crossing over with Godzilla... And this kind of starts off that there's more spinoffs and, and other monsters kind of fighting each other in future uh, Toho Godzilla movies and stuff. And yeah, this is the last old Godzilla movie where he's a back unequivocally a bad guy too. After this, yeah. Godzilla kind of stops at being scary, and so it's kind of nice to see if we're gonna go back and do more Godzilla movies. It's kind of nice to go back and do the first, the last one where he's still kind of a scary menace in the movies. Not that this movie's scary. But even no. on <laughs> but even on Twitter yesterday while watching this movie, I was posting about how there's a little part of me. I used to have nightmares about Godzilla as a kid. And even as a 40-year-old adult, watching this silly, shitty Japanese movie from 1964, where Godzilla is like a hand puppet for half the movie, there's still <laughs> something when you got Godzilla like on the distant horizon, and he's like he's been matted into live-action footage of like actual human beings running towards the camera, screaming from Godzilla. Part of me still gets a little—I get the goosebumps. It's still a little like a little scary mm. to me, just because that's such yeah. like, a potent image. Even though like the actual image on the on the on the TV screen is kind of silly, there's something that the idea of that giant monster stomping around and yeah, it's kind of a little—it's a little, it's a little frightening to little Billy Mudron somewhere deep down inside. Oh, Billy, Billy. Uh, yeah, especially when I was a kid, part of my nightmares about Godzilla showing up wasn't so much that, like, oh my god, you're gonna get stepped on and squished by Godzilla, which, you know, of course, is an issue, was, oh my god, like, the... the, the... <laughs> Some people are really into that. <laughs> well, that's true, too. It's that could have been my sexual awakening if I'd been slightly programmed a little bit differently. But the horror of, like, trying to escape Godzilla in the streets would be filled with other people and choked with cars and... Like, that kind of part of me was as scary as much as the Godzilla part. And just, like, yeah, the, the, the fear of other people and just the society crumbling and stuff was always kind of like, ooh. And not that Godzilla movies get into too much of that aspect, but there's something, like I said, about the image of, like, Godzilla in the suit actually against, like, live-action footage of the people running and stuff like that. It was like, like, it's evocative enough that I get a little, like, ooh, that, that is... Ooh, I wouldn't want to be in that situation. Ooh. And even with a, <laughs> with a movie as silly as Godzilla fighting a giant butterfly. And so, yeah, that's that's why I'm glad we decided to do this one. I don't know if we'll do more of these movies, because... I mean, we'd be justified, because like I said, you haven't watched a lot of the Godzilla movies. I have not sat down to watch a lot of Godzilla movies in their entirety. But... <laughs> <laughs> I did kind of blow my wad a little bit here. The only reason I chose this movie, like I said, is because that new Godzilla movie just came out on home video. 
But I forgot that the, the, the Criterion Collection, they're putting out a whole box set of these movies on Blu-ray like two months from now. So if I had just waited two months, we could have actually had a really mm -hmm. nice copy of this movie. And instead we watched mm -hmm. like a tiny ass little like fucking, <laughs> fucking YouTube thumbnail of Godzilla vs. <laughs> Mothra, which is maybe not- That's the okay. That way you can't see the zipper as well. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And we also, uh, we watched, uh, I guess it's a little bit slightly different of a cut. We watched the original Japanese subtitled version. I guess the dubbed American version is slightly different, even though uh, I guess this is the first time a Godzilla movie was exported to America with barely any edits or cuts uh, to the movie itself. There's just one or two, like, sequences. I think they, they, the Japanese added one extra scene where uh, to the American version that's dubbed uh, where I think the American army gives the Japanese army some extra, like, some kind of, like, uh, special new missiles to use against Godzilla that don't end up doing anything, so I guess it's just like an extra like minute and a half that really doesn't even change the plot or anything like that, but we didn't see that. Mm -hmm. So just in case people were wondering which version of this movie we saw, that's... Other here, there. I don't know. I don't know if we have any fans or any really hardcore Godzilla fans. Anyone who listens to us, but... If you are, hit us up, because I'm kind of curious to see if you have any recommendations for stuff. I mean, he's not a fan, but he's a fan, but doesn't Phil love Phil Theobald with the Player One too, podcast to celebrate their 666? Okay, you can talk. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. Uh, you mean Phil Theobald, yeah, of the Player One podcast who just did their 666th episode? Which I literally mm -hmm. just finished listening to five minutes before we started recording this episode. Um, yeah, he's a Godzilla fan. I don't know how knowledgeable about, like, the history and exactly, like, which Godzilla movies are which and stuff like that, but... Um... Yeah, because like I said, it's really. Well, I know a lot of Godzilla fans are just kind of more of a fan of the Godzilla than of the mods of the than of the movies. Because Godzilla is great, but the movies can be kind of a chore. And that's <laughs> every time they come out with a new Godzilla movie, be it like the new American movies that just you know like the the most recent one that uh, Godzilla King of Monsters that just came out this summer. And uh, as we're recording, this is summer of 2019. Or like Shin Godzilla. Every time like one of those new movies comes out, there's always new people who are just seeing a Godzilla for movie for the first time. They're always like, "There's so much talking. Why wasn't there more monster stuff?" And Mothra and Godzilla is proof positive that even back in 1964, nine tenths of a Godzilla movie is people talking. <laughs> it's half an hour before any real monster shit happens in this goddamn 90 minute movie. Uh, this is the, the also the rare uh, Godzilla movie where there's not any uh, politicians or army dudes or anything like that. Like the uh, only the the only human element of this movie is it's just a couple reporters and a couple asshole businessmen and that's it. There's no. Uh, the, I mean, there's some military dudes, but well, they're but ineffectual there's no, and there's no scenes apparently where, forgot. Yeah, forgot that Godzilla is fine with electricity for the most part. <laughs> well, that's true. I guess you. But generally, you don't have any scenes where you've got scientists going. Oh my god, what are we gonna do? And like the military guys like coming up with elaborate plans. I guess the close I forgot that there's a little bit of the thing where they decide that like electricity will fuck up Godzilla. And but that's yeah. The human dra it is yeah. funny that the human drama is more just a couple of reporters upset that a dude just sold a giant egg. That's it. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> that's the whole so human drama. Which yeah. considering how long it takes to get to the monster stuff in this movie, kinda yeah, the human the human half of this movie is pretty. There's not a lot of plot. It's just a lot mm -hmm. of like, it's mostly the peanut sisters, the two little ladies talk. Well, should we just talk? Uh, did you want to do blow by blow? Oh sure. 
Okay. So, 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 yeah, I got. I took the blow, blow, blow. Oh, so it starts off as stormy as hell. Oh, it is a dark and stormy. Yeah. Night. Yeah, models are getting destroyed left and right. <laughs> oh, I forgot. Yeah, it starts with the typhoon. Yeah, and so they just throw a bunch of uh, matchbox ma matchbox cars into a bathtub. This <laughs> is a new reporter, Ichi, and a photographer lady, uh, who is cosplaying as her best newsboy. It is. She's um, got like a little jaunty hat. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, you forget it's a mid '60s Japan, so everything's starting to turn a little mod. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're reporting on the destruction that caused some village or something. I don't know. Something, and there's a something. Sleazy Hitler stash assemblyman. I don't know why he's so upset about that. The fact they reported on the typhoon destroying it because he's. Oh no no! The, there is assembly. He's like he he's says a politician. The yeah. water, oh. water's getting pumped out or something, and he, oh, the reporting was. I didn't get it all. <laughs> what he was upset of course, about. Ten seconds after I was talking about, there's no politicians in this movie. I forgot that there's. Yeah, which is funny because you think that guy's gonna be a major character for as much as they lean on him when he's first introduced because he's smiling to the camera. He's like, everyone's gonna write a good story about me, right? And then I think he shows up at the end and he has the same shtick, but he just he doesn't contribute anything to the story. It's just showing no. that like he's just a, a greasy politician. And that's it. Yep. Yeah. And uh, the photographer's getting a shot, setting up something with the destruction. She's got a giant Polaroid camera, which I thought was interesting. Like she's got to like <laughs> slide these just big glass plates into it and everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The reporter comes over and says, hey, don't worry about shit. Look, you just point and click, you big dummy. And then... <laughs> Slaps upside the head. Uh, uh, yeah. So, but then he notices she's taking a photo of some strange metallic-looking piece of poop. And uh, so he just reaches in and picks it up. <laughs> it is just like a big piece of uh, styrofoam foam core that's been just painted with like iridescent paint to look like a giant... It's like a giant scale or something. Mm-hmm. Do we... And I find out that's from because we find out later that I it's think super, it's from Godzilla. Is it from Godzilla? Because I thought at first because it's super colorful, so you assume it's from Mothra, but Mothra's not radioactive. Godzilla's right anyway, but yeah, yeah. So um, uh, he picks it up, and then later in the newsroom, a reporter's getting barked at to go back to that village because they found a monster egg. And he's eating an egg, and he's like, oh, because comedy, I guess. Well, that's not the main reporter, right? That's like one of his buddies. No, that's that's the egg guy. Yeah. He's always eating he eggs. Only, he only exists in the movie just to eat eggs and point out, like, oh, he just introduces an egg motif in the movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, then there's a big-ass egg in the water, in the ocean. <laughs> big a priest dances Matt at it. Pa Matt painting egg with little mm -hmm. toy boats coming at it, yeah. Yep, everybody's freaked the fuck out. So they'll take the boats to take a look. Yeah. Since, you know, eggs are pretty calm, all things considered. It's not going <laughs> to attack them or anything. I do like it's and a it, nice, yeah. It's a nice colorful egg with little stripes and stuff. It's cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It sure looks silly sitting on that beach. Yeah. How did they get it there? Does it weigh nothing? Because <laughs> it does go from the eggs in the water and you see a bunch of like toy boats floating towards it. I guess all the fishermen, because this like washes up and it's, you know, well, I guess coastal Japan, any part of coastal Japan is a, a fishing community, but all the fishermen go out and bring the, the, the egg back in. I guess it's not that heavy if a couple guys in rowboats can drag it in because suddenly it turns into a mat, terrible matte painting on a beach. And yeah. 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 Terrible. <laughs> it really does not look good. It looks all airbrushed. Uh, not even a painting. It's like an airbrushed on the back of someone's denim jacket. 
Mm-hmm. So then, um, there's a professor, he's studying it, trying to figure it out, taking samples and shit. Mm-hmm. And then, and how is there only one reporter talking to this guy right now? Seri- is there only, is he the only reporter in Japan? It's one reporter and one photographer, and that's it. Like, ser- like they're the, they're the, the entire, entire press corps of 1960s Japan is here, and it's one dude. Yeah. And so, um, he asks him questions, and, uh, he's like, Hey, how do you know, how do you know if there's a poison or bomb inside? Is that possible? And he's like, I don't know, that's what we're trying to figure out. Literally, this egg is just washed up on Shouldn't shore the question for ten minutes. Be, hey, do you think there could be a giant monster like we've been, had in Japan all this time? Yeah. But no, nobody seems to be like... Hey, we've had kaiju stomping around <laughs> for multiple movies, but we're not concerned about this egg hatching and the a monster coming out. The last ten years in Japan have been kind of a trip ever since Godzilla showed up, so maybe we should be a little more worried about this giant fucking, like, fucking 30-ton fucking four-story tall egg that just showed up. But Stupid. Yeah. So, so then some idiot comes out of nowhere with a stupid mustache, and he says, Hey, you could study that egg. Stop scratching it, though. Don't think samples. How dare you? And the professor's like, who the fuck are you? And he says, well, it's none of your business, but I'll tell you. Is, is, Great, put- this is the guy who's like, I just bought this egg, right? Well, I said, if you let me. Uh, <laughs> no, you're fine. Yeah. So, um, I hate you. <laughs> I did like Kuma- this. No, no, go ahead. Yeah. He's Kumayama of the Happy Enterprises. Whoa, excuse the fuck out of me. I didn't know the H-E was in the area. Yeah, and he's I know. like, yeah, yeah we bought was- this egg. And they're like, fucking from who? Did they sell you the Golden Gate Bridge while they were at it? Happy Enterprise. Like, he's like, you guys are like a Chuck E. Cheese or something? What the hell is Happy Enterprises? And the, the dorky fisherman's like, hey, it was taken from our fishing water, so it belongs to us. Yeah, I... The, the, and, yeah, wow, the, that's like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. To be fair, again, it, it's Japan. It's heavily fisherman-oriented. I could see the... Fi- More than most other countries, the fisherman would have, like, a legitimate claim over anything that shows up in their waters. Although, a giant egg that could destroy the country, you think the government might want to step in and be like... Wait, who sold the egg to what? We're taking this in for scientific research. You can't just, like, show up and... I, well, then that's the exchange that the uh, interviewer has, because the guy shows up, the, the Happy Enterprise guy, he's like, I'm the owner of this egg. And, like, I think that's a photographer lady. He's like, how are you the owner? This literally just washed up on shore. Like, who did you buy this from? And that's when the fishermen step and they're like, we, yeah, we claim this egg as ours because it showed up in our water, so we just sold it to this asshole for, like, 20 bucks. And they're just like, yeah. what the fuck are you guys doing? This is... Oh my god, yeah. Which I do like how quickly that egg just gets bought and sold, even though it makes no sense. Even within a Godzilla universe, it doesn't make a lot of sense, because, yeah, they, you would think the government or somebody would step in, but nope, I guess the Happy Enterprise now owns this yeah. fucking giant monster egg. Yeah, they bought it for 1225560 yen. <laughs> Which I think in American and, well, dollars that's is about 20 because bucks. A chicken egg sells for 8 yen, oh and he figured this egg is equal to 153 whatever yeah. thousand eggs, and great, now that's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever well, heard. Well, and I love that a 
equation keeps on popping up in the movie because even later when they're trying to wake up whatever's in the egg, they're like, well, it takes like two minutes to like boil an egg. So if we want to boil this egg so whatever comes out, it's going to take 127,000 times more steam energy to do that. And so everyone's just, yeah, they're just assuming just because this is the mass of like a thousand eggs. If you just take, if you just do, if you do want to do whatever you want to do to that giant egg that you would want to do to a baby egg, you just have to do it like, a thousand times more which that's how yeah. the logic of this movie works and it th that's how things do work that's how they do manipulate this egg which cracks me up yeah mm -hmm. so the reporter's like i i don't think that egg can be considered private property and this <laughs> yeah. idiot with the mustache is like hey yeah i agree with you that's why we'll open up to the public during the incubation period and afterwards too of course i'll have to charge admission <laughs> excuse me sir what I guess it's a good thing Japan hasn't have a history of being destroyed by monsters yeah. in this universe. I love how this guy's like playing to the crowd that's watching them because it's like, yeah, we're going to have a grand opening. It's going to be great. We're going to invite everyone. We're going to make a million dollars. And yeah. Mm -hmm. the, the, the villains in this so, movie are really good. I guess. I yeah, mean, so they're that's not... cartoonishly great. I like They're like Venture yeah, Brothers they're, characters. They're, yeah. So the photographer says, like, yes, science is important, too. And he's like, take a photo of me. And then he goes up <laughs> and blows smoke as she does. Oh, that's right. right yeah. And he's like, if that turns out good, send me a photo. That's, yeah. that's how you get positive pieces about you written in the paper. <laughs> Blow smoke in the name of the one reporter left in Japan. Yeah. <clears throat> so back at some place a hotel or something i something. guess the I, they call it a hotel later even though it just seems to be like an, uh, a business park like out in the middle of the forest and nowhere yeah yeah and the photographer lady's changed out of her newsboy outfit into a her fancy dress of beehive hairdo and she's like hey what an asshole he insulted me and her boss ichi does did nothing she calls him ichi chan and he's like don't be so oh, formal yeah. with which? You gotta be more formal with me. I'm your boss, basically. And she's like, yeah, but I don't respect you because you didn't stand up for me, asshole. <laughs> Seriously. Are they trying to insinuate because she gets a little too informal with him that, like, maybe she's got a crush on him? Because I'm generally have, shocked that they I don't try know. to do a romance thing between these two. I have no idea on that. Yeah, but that's the last time any kind of, like, personal connection between those characters is even really broached in the movie. Yeah. Romantic so, or otherwise. Uh, so they, I guess they were in a hotel's bar or something, and on their way out, they see the dweeb who bought the egg, and the reporter says he must be that there must be someone behind him who's who's doing the money or whatever. Yeah. And he's gonna find out who, and then that dweebo guy goes and sees some guy. You they treat what? it like a reveal. <laughs> he's some. You didn't write guy. that. We not write down the guy's name. Uh, it, uh, yeah, can they say it later. Yeah. And I wrote it this down. This is the main villain of the movie. This is the super rich businessman. You know what? He kind of reminds me. I would only know this because I'm a super history and Nintendo nerd. He looks like a young version of Hirochi Yamauchi, the founder of Nintendo. Mm. And he actually, which is funny because he would have been maybe around this, this actor's age at the same time. But yeah, he's just an evil businessman. That, that, that's all he is. Yeah. Skinny businessman yeah. because the guy who was at the egg and was talking about how he bought the egg, he's kind of like a fat guy with like this little half stash. But mm -hmm. yeah, I guess he's just a uh, pawn, a henchman for this super evil actual, which th that guy's not super evil. He's just nasty. He's not, it's not as entertainingly buffoonish as the henchman bad yeah. guy. But yeah, they're having a, yeah. a, a 
they're, they're essentially just explaining what they just did about how the, this this scene is just establishing about fat henchman guy. He's just working for a super rich guy who he's the you know, he's the mastermind behind everything. And, Yep, and he's, a, I guess he's in charge, and he asks him, how much do you think you can make on that egg? And he's like, oh, 50 million yen. And he said, nah, girl, you're thinking too small. Try a billion yen. And so this idiot, this fucking moron, wants to build an amusement park around this egg yeah. that nobody knows is what's inside, uh-huh. to being the center of tracking, attraction. I guess everybody in Japan has selective amnesia? Especially... You, you have not spent any time that, to let scientists figure kn- out if this egg is going to hatch or what. It's literally the same day. It's it like could have thing. Godzilla inside it. How do you know this is not Godzilla's egg? Even if you just yeah. assume it's like from a lesser kaiju or something like that. But like, yeah, the whole point of an egg is that it's just a temporary chrysalis for something that's going to come out later and fuck up everything. Oh my god. Yeah. I guess this was the inspiration for the scene in Aliens where they take the, e- the, the alien egg and make an amusement park around <laughs> exactly, it. Exactly, exactly, yeah. Anyway. And, so, and then they start hearing a strange voice. Tell them they can't. They must return the egg. They must return the egg to them. And it must be a spy. An industrial spy. Yes! That's the ticket. An industrial spot. Because an industrial spot will suddenly, like, from their hiding spot, will start start yelling at the bad guys <laughs> yeah. that they're spying on about, Don't you do that! <laughs> Put the egg back! Yeah. <laughs> so they look around, they find nothing but stacks and stacks of money. and But look out, it's two tiny twins holding hands. <laughs> tiny, tiny. Saying yeah. the egg belongs to them. Give it back. What? <laughs> and then... The men want to catch them, so they hide behind a plate. A decorative plate. Welcome, this is like half the movie is people talking to these two twin sisters, yeah. Um, They don't find them there. They vanish and run away, escaping these two absolute idiots. And then the reporter skips into the room and says, Hey, is there a thief in here? I'll help you catch him. And they say, No, get out. Go again. Kick him out. Oh, you know what? I just realized this is only a hotel, so you can have the characters all hanging out in the same building for no reason. Because yeah. otherwise, like, they, they, you think the bad guy and his henchman would be hanging out their own biz office business, but then, then you could, it would even make less sense for the reporter character to suddenly storm in for no reason. Not that it makes any more sense, because, like, like, why would you be storming into the, like, I, I know the reporters are probably keeping an eye on the bad, evil businessmen, but, like, just storming into their, their hotel room? Like, yeah. Yes. So then we're outside on an outdoor set, and, uh... <laughs> scenic outdoor set <laughs> and they, they talk they talk the uh, reporters are with the professor and they talk about how they know who's behind it it's Jiro Torahata son of Manzo Torahata oh okay yeah oh no, that, that guy we love everything. to hate that guy especially he's the his most son. influential figure in the business world how wonderfully vague I wonder and, if it, that's a fleshed out a little bit more of the original Japanese. Well, yeah, but the dubbed version we're watching is just like, yeah, they just skip over. He's just evil businessman. He's president business. Yeah. So they start hearing voices, too. And they start looking around, and then they see the twins sitting in a tree, as they do. And they come from Infant Island. Well, pack it up. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. There's nothing to see here. This is one of those things where I'm assuming something got lost in translation. Because <laughs> I, mean, I guess Infant Island, because that's where the egg came from. So I guess we're from Fat Baby Island. <laughs> we're from Plot Device Island. 
Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. They want their egg back. Infant Island is near where the bomb testing went off. And also that egg belongs to Mothra. And the twins say nuclear nuclear bomb tests have turned Infant Island into a shithole. I can't Plus, remember. The typhoon made a flash flood. It washed the egg away. And now it's ready to hash. And it's the hope for their future or something. Yeah. I can't remember. Are they all surprised at the mention of Mothra? Because Mothra was in, in its own movie before this. So I can't remember. I think maybe a little. They're like, oh, Mothra? Yeah, yeah, because they are like, Masura. And like, yeah, it's a, I, but I can't remember if they I specifically see. like make it sound like the, they know what Mothra is. Uh, the movie really yeah, never that, bothers that. to explain what Mothra is. I guess they're just assuming no. they've seen the, 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 the Mothra dedicated movie before that came out before this, but... Yeah. So the island people are playing, praying for a safe return of the egg. Quick scene of people in traditional old style garb or something, yeah. doing praying and dancing. I and mean, shit. the Japanese. I know the Japanese have their own native people that they've displaced, just like the Native Americans in, in America. But it's funny how much they're like got feathered headdresses. They kind of look like Japanese people pretending to be Native Americans. Yeah. So uh, if that egg hatches before it gets back to the Baby Island is gonna go back to Baby Island, but not before causing trouble for everybody, cause it's hangry. Yeah. Mothra wants to help, and wait, hey, wait a second. <laughs> that doesn't make any fucking sense, cause Mothra fights that hatches from the egg, fights Godzilla, and then leaves. Yeah. It doesn't eat anything looking for food. It knows what's up. Yeah. It doesn't destroy anything. Yep. No. They're just blowing smoke up these people's asses. Yeah. No. That's that's. Big old liars. That. I mean, they're just—it is just an excuse to have monsters fighting. But I never thought about how, like, Mothra would have been pretty happy, probably, to get away from Baby Island if it's all fucked up. Yeah, exactly. Should have been snacking a little bit. Although I guess Mothra was kind of sick and dying, so I guess maybe it wasn't so worried about uh, like eating and and making itself happy as much as just protecting its egg. I guess I don't know, but yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It but doesn't Mothra matter. wants help. She's she's wailing just over there on top of that hill. <laughs> they, she's a big old moth. She's been there all this time, and we never even noticed this giant mm-hmm. like football stadium-sized butterfly. Yeah. Who could have predicted that egg would become trouble? And then work is proceeding on the amusement park, and um, which is pretty good considering it's been like two days that this movie's been happening. Yeah. yeah. The the reporters and scientists man go and ask the evil guys to for the egg back and but they would rather be comically evil about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. The money man saying, I don't know nothing about nothing. The Beanfield Island, I don't know. Yeah, and they're the, just stonewalling. New, the photographer lady says, You're playing dumb and he says, I'm not playing. I am dumb. Do they make that joke? No, he just says, I'm not playing. Oh, okay, yeah. I don't know. But then she says, return it to its rightful owner. And then this asshole uses the six-year-old logic of saying, I don't see the rightful owner's name written on it. Oh, that's right. Yeah. (laughs) So then they're like, are you saying you have... And then they say, it's Mothra's egg. And they're like, oh, Mothra! They're like, are you saying you have the power of attorney over Mothra? I do like that, because when they mention that the egg is Mothra's, the bad guys do get all like, oh shit, we're fucked now. How could someone be so dumb and so ugly at the same time? Well, I do love, but it's it's the head boss who who he he lashes back with like, oh, so you've got power of attorney, do you? So he realizes he's fucked because it's Mothra's egg, but then he turns it back into like, well, are you legally 
uh, within your rights to try to get this egg back, and the, the good guys, the reporters, are forced to admit that, like, no, they don't have power to, of attorney. What would they have done if they had been like, Mothra. what would they have done if they had been like, yeah, we do? <laughs> like, it's just a standalone. Well, I guess, I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't so anyway, like yeah, the they get told to leave. Yeah, they get but they juked out like, by well, the you, bad guys of this conversation. We got some proof. It's Mothra. Look at this. It's the tiny ladies. Yeah. They want the egg. They're like, oh, please give us the egg. Is this where they, they now establish that like the good guys have a box where they're just carrying the peanut <laughs> sisters in? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And this movie's absurd. <laughs> and then the the Dorco guy's like, I'll buy those girls from you. Oh yeah, which is even just rubbing salt into a wound there. Just like they would just want to buy everything. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They leave offended. At the hotel, the group decides, f tries to figure out what to do. I guess write in the newspapers, which is what they should have which been doing the whole, this that's entire time. One bit of leverage in this situation is that they're the free press. Expose these assholes. But, yeah. Oh no, the little girl's twins have vanished. Oh no, which and, they just keep on. And they, yeah. they run outside to follow, and Mothra's there. I guess the twins are on Mothra or something. And the twin says, "Hey, you guys were pretty nice. That was cool and all, but we're out of here. Peace, losers." Yeah, don't they say that like Mothra's away upset by Mothra. this situation? Mothra's gonna go fly back home. We're leaving with her. Get the f see you guys later. Well, you, yeah. yeah, thanks for trying. Mothra's I guess. disappointed. We're going home. Yeah. Yeah, and there's also like some throwaway line. I don't know if it's after this or before this, where they're like, "Shouldn't we get the government involved?" And the professor's like, "Ah, the government takes forever to do anything. It's useless to try." Yeah, and so I guess it's just the reporters against the evil businessmen now, with no mm -hmm. one else in Japan involved in the situation. Nope. And so, um, the heroes try to get the public on their side, but man, it's tough when the other guys have a megaphone and keep shouting, What's in that egg, you idiots? Yeah. Like when monsters destroy everything? Come watch one hatch and destroy everything. Woo! Maybe you get crushed. Come Who be knows? the first victims of Japan's newest <laughs> kaiju. Yeah. Yeah. And so a model's being built around the egg to cows it in. Yeah, they're slowly <laughs> painting a matte painting cage around matte painting egg. Mm -hmm. In the bad guys' offices, the fishermen are mad because they haven't gotten their money for the egg yet. Plus, they haven't gotten rent for the land around the egg. These guys are dumb as dirt! Yeah, <laughs> it's been 24 hours, and they're just starting to now realize that, okay, maybe... Yeah, uh, and so... Which, which also, they're, spo they're supposed to get the money on opening day? You think the Seems like a real shit deal. You think the reporters would be more interested... You think they would have figured this out that, like... When this evil business henchman guy stepped in to say, hey, you, you think at some point the, biz uh, the reporters would think to ask the fishermen, well, have they actually given you the money for the egg yet? So if not, then it's not a legal transaction yet, so then they could use that as leverage to say, hey, like, to, to question the actual, the ownership of, I mean, that's not, this movie's not a legal drama, but if they're going to spend this much time worried about legal wranglings and power of attorney, you think the, the reporters would be like, yeah, just whatever, but anyway. <laughs> Yeah. We'll return after these messages. Now, Godzilla! Godzilla! You can pretend Godzilla turns a mighty castle into a pile of sand. Go do it, Godzilla! You control Godzilla's ugly tongue. You can make him stomp, pound his tail, pretending he strikes it all in his way. You can launch Godzilla's claw for the final blow. We did it! What will Godzilla do next? It's up to you. Godzilla with a claw that launches, some assembly required, from the Shogun Warrior Collection by Mattel. 
back to Joe Bob's Last Call and Godzilla vs. Mothra on TNT. Okay, the big green guy is back in Godzilla vs. Mothra, better known when it came out as Godzilla vs. The Thing. See, in these early Godzilla pictures, they had to always come up with some way to bring Godzilla back to life because they killed him off in the last picture. And, of course, it always involves some radioactive substance that awakens him from his slumbers deep in the earth or at the bottom of a lake or something. And this is the last of the Godzillas that had the original creative team on it. Writer Shinichi Sekizawa, special effects guy Eiji Tsuburaya, and director Inoshiro Honda. And they made they made four of them. The other three were Godzilla, King of the Monsters, Godzilla Raids Again, and King Kong versus Godzilla. And then they went on to do other things, except for the director, Inoshiro Honda. He directed darn near everything that came out of Toho Studios. He created Godzilla, Mothra, Rodan, Ghidra, uh, just about every monster we're going to see tonight. But you'll notice that in all the Godzilla films after this one, Godzilla is not nearly as mean. He develops more personality. <laughs> He's not just this indestructible killing machine. And the reason is that Toho decided they should change Godzilla's personality because little kids loved him so much. But it didn't work. The movies made less and less money and the whole cycle kind of petered out in the 70s. So they came back in the mid-80s and acted like all those previous movies didn't exist, and they went back to the mean killing machine, Godzilla, for the last six movies that they've made. The one they made called Godzilla 85, that was the last one released in American theaters, and that was supposed to be a sequel to the original 1954 Godzilla, so they just started over. Okay? Enough Godzilla trivia. Let's watch that lovable atomic dinosaur do the Tokyo stomp. How about it? Remember in Godzilla 85, they have Godzilla eat a Russian nuclear submarine? And then to make him even meaner, he eats a whole nuclear plant and he starts glowing green and he gets bigger and bigger until he's almost as big as his co-star, Raymond Burr. You never know when Godzilla will be back for another surprise attack. It's the Godzilla game. Only the winner will escape Godzilla's jaws. He's got my It could be you the next time he shows his face. You'll never know when Godzilla will be back for another surprise attack. I want my big Godzilla! The Godzilla game comes complete with all you see here. New from Mattel. So uh, that dork uh, calls his money. Uh, oh, say they're going to get an opening day. There's also some rumor about uh, the opening being canceled. So yeah, they because all the fishermen, well, fishermen only get paid leave. the day that the amusement park for the egg opens. And so I guess yeah. head boss man is con con considering canceling the opening day festivities just so he doesn't have to pay the fishermen. This another. This is plot stuff that doesn't go anywhere, but it's just shows how Machiavellian and evil the business guy is that he's he's actively thinking about just he will he will fuck himself up just to make sure he doesn't have to pay those businessmen. Yeah. So uh the the Dweebo guy calls the money man and uh asks for cash to pay these fucking idiot fishermen but that guy's like i don't got any cash and the piles and piles you saw of it earlier are for something else that will never get referenced again 
in this well, movie. Well, I would assume that's just the businessman. Just He's just trying not to pay his henchmen. And yeah. that's just showing how much of a blatant liar he is to his henchmen that he's literally, almost literally sitting on a giant pile of cash. But he's claiming to everyone mm-hmm. else, like, I don't got the spare, I'm not liquid with money right now. I don't, I can't be throwing around money to these people who I'm, like, my entire business making opportunity is based on the fact that supposedly this fish, these fishermen have sold this egg to me. But I'm not going to pay them because I don't want to, like, I'm just going to, like, just despite myself. Yeah, it's just... And plus, but then he's like, I guess I could scrounge up the money for you if you provide me with some collateral. Maybe the egg? What? what? I thought he had to give, give the money for the egg. Was it? He bought... Because he says what? that to his own henchman, right? Yeah. It's, and when the henchman gets later, too, because I guess they must follow through with this because the henchman gets angry later because they do this transaction and I guess they agree to go 50-50 on the egg. And the henchman later is upset because the, this guy, I guess, has not given him the money as a result of this deal that they struck. It really, they're just making up things to happen, financial transactions, just to pad out the plot because none of this has bearing on the plot. It's just it makes no about, sense yeah. with the money. Like, I thought he was giving him the money to buy the egg, but then like, that guy owns the egg. The world of international kaiju finance is beyond me. Yeah, that's. I think that's why after this, Godzilla movies didn't really get get too wrapped up about finance. Uh, get after like, this and good gravy into the giant monsters. <laughs> that's, Fuck. That's the thing. Oh my god! People complain about like the new Godzilla movie that just came out, uh, not ha- not having enough monsters, and th- it's just a big family drama between three people. That's really stupid. But they didn't have to like. At least they're not just arguing who ever owns an egg in the new movie. Like. Oh my god. And we still haven't seen a kaiju. I guess we saw. No. I guess we, we saw, saw Mothra one, fly away Mothra for two seconds and that's it. The, yeah. Yeah. Christ almighty. It. Yep. So, uh. Yeah, we're half an hour into the movie. Yeah. The photographer comes in. Wait, wait, wait. Newsroom. Then, uh, things more are. More egg set. stuff. You Nothing get, you get important. The guy shows up and he's eating more hard boiled eggs and that's it. Mm hmm. Yeah. It, but that the stuff that's being said gets stopped when news that the uh, happy dingus company or whatever have started fires and are dumping smoke into the egg. I don't think that's how incubation works, but okay. Oh, that's yeah. They're just, yeah, they're just trying to cook the egg to uh, to make sure. Uh, this is. I, I guess this is supposed to be part of the opening day festivities of this egg that they've spent all this money trying to like build like a little cocoon for and everything like that. Now they're going to make it hatch, which makes the amusement park, which is not an amusement park, it's just like a glass house, like completely useless because it's that, that glass house that they build is only large enough to fit the egg. They have no containment facility for whatever might come out of that egg, but they're trying to crack it open. And this is even before they, 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 they're, they're doing the festivities that they're selling tickets for, right? So I don't know what the hell's going Correct. on in this movie. Yeah, I it's, don't know. Yeah. Yeah, Suddenly don't know. they're just randomly trying to get the egg to hatch for no reason. Yeah. Even though no yeah, one's there so, to pay money to see it or anything. Yep, so the, the photographer comes in and takes the ma- main reporter guy away and says the professor wants to see him. And they get locked in a cell with some purple fart gas. And I don't even remember. I, guess, I just watched this I guess last that was I don't watching any the, of this. I was watching the radiation off of them, because that giant shiny turd they brought in was radioactive. Oh, that's right. One of the scientists points out, yeah, the giant, yeah, exactly, like, radioactive. And so that's, is this when they decide to go back out and, like, look at, 
Yeah, it's the area from the start of the movie that was being, like, drained of water or something. Yeah, and suddenly and, the movie and, jumps and back there, and you see the businessman, or the politician guy at this from the start of the movie saying, Hey, look, what I, to I told you I'd buy a whole bunch of new pumps and get all the water out of here. Now it's totally dry. You didn't believe me, but it, 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 it turned out to be true. And aren't, aren't I a good politician? Everyone write a good story about me. Take a picture, take your picture, and that's it. Yeah. Yeah, and, and all in all, out in the distance, something moved. What could it be? Oh, well, first, first the professor comes in and is like, Hey, um, we want to test this area for radioactive shit. And he's like, what? No, no, you can't do that. I would rather be blissfully ignorant that this area is radioactive. <laughs> I'd rather continue construction Poison on whatever everyone. it is I, my plans for this land are. And I, mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't want any bad news about this possible radiation. I'm sure I'm, I'm hoping nothing bad ever happens to this large patch of ant land that I seem to own. It'll stay yeah, here forever but... unperturbed, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. But then the photographer girl's like, hey, something moved out there. And <laughs> Kerblamzo, it's a tail. The ground is moving, and then it's the rest of Godzilla. Which? Finally, fuck. <laughs> also, but this is as far as I know, the one time Godzilla comes out of the Earth? Because <laughs> well, Godzilla's a Well, he was buried under monster. the typhoon, I guess. Um... I guess you could assume that maybe the typhoon washed him in and then also buried this hundred foot tall monster under the earth in a way that no one would suspect there's a giant hundred foot tall radioactive monster beneath the earth. I guess Godzilla mm -hmm. didn't need to sleep and eat for like a week or whatever. No. Uh, because, what yeah, does Godzilla eat? I had to look this up just to see what happened because like, the movie before this was Godzilla vs. King Kong. And I was like, I think that movie ends with like Godzilla and King Kong in the ocean. I was like, oh yeah, so like it's not like it's not like the last movie. There's no particular reason why he's bursting out of the earth in this movie. It's not like he got buried or anything at the end of Godzilla vs. King Kong, uh, which is uh, actually him erupting out of the earth is pretty unique. Cause yeah, you never get to see this again. Every other Godzilla movie, he's just rising out of the ocean to fuck shit up. But I thought that was this was actually kind of a cool way to reintroduce the monster. And I feel bad for the guy in the Godzilla outfit having to dig <laughs> him, dig himself out of the earth in this fake little monster uh, village set, but. Yeah. Yep. He says, "Sorry, I'm late," and starts stomping around. Now the Very movie can finally begin for real. He barfs on some factories because he's not good at waking up. Oh, he's so angry. He's grumpy, and I like the part where he gets caught on a tower, kind of clumsy, <laughs> drunk, falls down, and pulls it on top of himself. And was like, "Hey, man, come on, be cool." Godzilla drinking before he fell asleep or whatever, because <laughs> he wakes up drunk. Yeah, he gets his tail stuck, knocks over the tower. So like. When he kind of stumbles and falls into an old building and gets so embarrassed, <laughs> he just destroys it like, I meant to do that. Oh, yeah, totally. I hate this place. I hate this castle specifically for no reason. Um, mm -hmm. This is I, I, th this is actually one of the more famous scenes of Godzilla destruction that I've, I've seen people talk about. With, because supposedly, uh, it's been claimed, although I guess the guy in the Godzilla suit has denied this, but... It's been claimed that when God's because Godzilla falls into that castle, he doesn't mean to destroy it. It seems like he's like just walking along, and he slips on a patch of earth and lands face first in the castle. Yeah. <laughs> Which is why I'm wondering was Godzilla drunk, and supposedly it's it's been claimed by other people who worked on the film that was an accident that the actor in the Godzilla movie tripped. He slipped on that patch of earth for real and tripped and fell face first into the castle so badly that he smashed the face and broke it of the Godzilla suit 
And wow. actually, I guess if you look at other scenes in the movie, you can see Godzilla's mouth is extra floppier than usual because they never had a chance to repair it after that. Nice. And so, but, and then, it, which is funny, because I, I think that's probably true, because the way it's cut is pretty hilarious, because Godzilla really does seem to trip and fall for real. It's not a stunt. Lands face first in the castle, and he's got, you can see, like, the actor in the suit's trying to get back up, but he's having a hard time. And suddenly there's a hard cut to suddenly Godzilla is, like, standing sturdy on his two feet, now smashing the castle as if he meant to do this. But the, there's a jump cut right in the middle of the shot that it's obviously, it's a different take it suddenly cuts to, where Godzilla is now intentionally destroying the castle which does really does suggest that like yeah there was some kind of fuck up and yeah it, they, they had to reset the scene and get the guy back on his feet and now he can pretend to actually destroy the castle for real not just because he actually like, tripped into it with his face but um yeah. <laughs> this Godzilla suit gets fucked up it's in this movie a, a very Godzilla is very threatening in this part well with all his clumsy goof em ups um also my friends Jimmy and Conley they uh uh, they moved to Nagoya, where l most of this movie takes place. And a couple, like, what was it last summer they sent me photos from the same... This is the actual Japanese palace in Nagoya. That's like the official, like, imperial palace in Nagoya. And so they sent me uh, photos and postcards last year. Like, hey, this is the Godzilla destroys this place. And I always thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, that's Godzilla's rampage. He kind of drunkenly just knocks over a couple things for, <laughs> for five minutes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So at the newspaper, people are sitting around trying to figure out how to beat Godzilla because I guess that's their jobs now. <laughs> I know, as opposed and, to the military, yeah. And the dude who's always eating eggs is, is and probably crop dusting everybody in the office with the sulfur <laughs> farts is like, God, yeah. ask Mothra what, for help. He's got, like, what a great idea, in his I guess. Pocket, which suspects that like he must be hard boiling eggs and just putting eggs in his pocket, and that's just how he works. Like he he walks to work, like he, he doesn't even have like a lunch bag or a lunch pail or anything like that. Just eggs in his random pockets, which I guess you could kind of do because eggs kind of come in their own container. It's not like you have to put eggs in another thing. But anyway. But yeah. But anyway, um, maybe Mothra will defend its egg? Sure. But our heroes don't want to go ask the little ladies for help, because I guess they'd rather see Japan destroyed and everybody they love die than be bothered. <laughs> but the professor isn't an asshole. He'll do it. So the other two are like, I guess we'll come with you then. Ugh. So they get flown out to Baby Island but dumped off in the middle of the ocean where they get That's... a rubber boat and have to row to the island. Because this movie had to be pieced together from stock footage. You get, Yeah, suddenly they're like, okay, we're going to go to Baby Island, and there's stock footage of an airplane. And I guess they didn't have any stock footage of that same kind of airplane landing anywhere. So suddenly they're just <laughs> on a, like, a rubber raft. <laughs> like, it almost seems like the airplane crashed and they barely survived long enough just to like wash up on shore of Baby Island. Yeah. Baby Island's yep. all fucked up. There's like a fucking giant, like skull-faced turtle. There's bones and shit. <laughs> Are you speaking about the bobblehead turtle prop? That's all. Like, I don't know what's going on because it looks like it's a skeleton, but it's moving. I don't know what the hell mm -hmm. that thing is, but it's a, yeah, it's a giant like tell a skeleton. It's 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 one of the it's dry bones from Mario, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, they wander around there, and some dudes painted all in red watching walk around the fake bones and stuff before oh, yeah, jumping out, I guess taking the them to everyone else. I guess the red dudes are like the guards of the native population. They're the ones who capture they, the good guys. Well, they, I mean, of course they are. They want to blend in their surroundings, so why not paint <laughs> yourself bright red? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, they're given something to drink. They do it. 
and that's that. And they are like, hey, Mothra, help us, please save from Godzilla? Yeah. And the well, old man in charge. Of, yeah, there's the old man who's the actual leader of the tribe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's, he's like, fuck you guys. You jacked our island up to hell and back. You and with your fucking for, island, you asshole. With your forbidden fire, and you come here into our house to ask us for help? What is this shit? Bunch of assholes. God. But then singing happens, and the three heroes run to see the twins singing in a lush valley. Nobody bothered. They're like, should we follow them? I don't know. They give them some time, I guess. Yeah. And then we watch them sing for a while. I guess this and lush oasis is the last green spot on the whole island now. Mm -hmm. This one little patch of isla, uh, of greenness on the island is what's keeping the, the, the native population and alive. The tiny twins are like, yeah, we know the egg's in danger, but uh, we don't really want to help you fools. The outside world kind of sucks ass. This whole island used to look like this bomb-ass area, and y'all jacked it up with your bombs. I love it, because I assumed what was going to happen, that the, you know, the old guy, the human guy, would be like, no, fuck you. And I thought the Peanut Sisters, because they speak for Mothra, <laughs> would be like, well, you guys have fucked us up, but because we're so cool, we're going to help you out. I know, I do love the Peanut Sisters are like, no, get the fuck out of here. They agree with the old man. They're like, <laughs> We're not, we're not helping your shit. Well, look what the fuck you've done. And so, yeah, mm -hmm. the good guys are especially just like, oh, fuck, we're screwed now. Yep, so they might as well get out of there. But wait, it's time for, for, for the photographer. I'll get a sentence out. Don't you worry. <laughs> uh, it's time for the photographer to give a big moving speech about how people are dying. Good people. Yeah, and assholes, too. But even assholes deserve to live. And I don't know, those dudes holding on to Mothra's eggs probably should die pretty hard. Yeah. And then the reporter says, Hey, we want a big, nice world, too. Come on, baby, be cool. And then Mothra squeaks. Everybody runs to go see the twins follow, or, or the, they follow the twins, where the giant moth is located, and they sing at it. And I guess Mother will help them with her last strength, and then she die. Yeah. But she, it's okay. She be reborn out of that egg, so don't sweat it. It's no big deal. Yeah. That becomes a big thing, and I know in other Godzilla movies where Mothra shows up, where they use the fact that Mothra is constantly laying eggs to constantly, it's it's like a wrestling match. So like you would like, oh my god. The monsters have killed Mothra. What's gonna happen? Okay, Mo Mothra's eggs hatch, and so, but they, they they try to make it so you forget that they're eggs, so like Mothra can essentially come back as its own child to like like the 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 to fuck up the bad guys just when you think the bad guys have won. That's a big mechanic yeah. in future Godzilla movies, but yeah. So the military elsewhere is making plans on fighting Godzilla. And with plans that will certainly work, they're going to zap him. Because that so works fair. so well in past Godzilla. It comes pretty close to working in this movie. I guess. There's one little technical deficiency that fucks him up. But, like, it's, it yeah. does slow them down. It's uh, Compared to other plans that God, the military has in other Godzilla movies, it's still one of the rare ones that actually kind of works. Until it doesn't. So Godzilla's, it, yeah. yeah, Godzilla's stomping around, being shot at by Whittle tanks. Yeah. And then that scene ends. This is I, you know I, mean? I forget this is like back when like the the, the military with the tiny little tank shooting at Godzilla is actually still kind of a novelty. Of course, this is like mm. half of all Godzilla movies in the future. Is Godzilla yeah. just going and the tanks just going poop poop poop? But yeah. Yep. So uh, their main crew gets to the egg on the shore, and uh, where the reporter who's always eating eggs is hanging out because he was told if he left the egg he'd be fired. And even though Godzilla is on its way, he's more scared of being fired. Yeah, than he is of Godzilla, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. And he also says that the dorky guy who owns the Happy Industries or whatever ran away all crazy. And uh, he's going to the money man's place and complaining, Hey, you lost all my money, you asshole. How dare you? I'm very mad about the whole thing. Yeah, so why this guy them. suddenly chooses this moment to turn against his boss, I have no idea. I but then, know. yeah, he punches the shit out of that dude. It's yeah, actually the most... he gives him bunches of punches. I know that there's, like, shitloads of people die in this movie, but this actually was violent, fucked up part of the whole movie. Is him just, like, he almost beats his boss to death with his bare hands. It's pretty rough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He guy lays him on the floor, punches him in the face a bunch. He says, I'm going to take my money back from your big old stash, you jerk butt. Money man gets up with a bloody face. And uh, as that idiot loads the money up into his jacket, the money man attacks him from the back, only to get his ass handed to him again. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up, looks out the window, oh, there's a Godzilla, he's headed right <laughs> for him. So he goes to his desk, pulls out a gun, shoots that fool in the head. Right in the head? I mean, it's terrible because the guy, like, the head wound is just suddenly he gets ketchup on his scalp. And, but it's funny because then he goes, instead of just instantly dying, because usually in most movies a headshot's an instant death, he kind of flails, he's, he has death throws, which I thought was yeah. pretty, and then he falls over dead, but yeah. Yep, so the money man grabs that money that was in the coat, tries to flee the hotel, but Godzilla does a quick, quick bingo bingo bungle and smashes the shit out of that place, yeah. crushing that man underneath the rubble. The movie goes out of its way to show that like if the guy had not spent because there's some other people run out of the hotel and they actually manage to sort of get out just like literally split second before Godzilla's tail smashes the whole place. And presumably they still live. But because this yeah. guy he's took the moment to go back and try to clear out all the money and save, he doesn't make it out in time. He get, he's the one guy in the hotel that gets crushed to death. Which is funny because Godzilla's not like even specifically attacking the hotel. He's just literally just walking past it, wagging his tail and his whale just crashes. Godzilla doesn't even know anyone's even there, which makes it even funnier that the guy dies this way. So that's the end yeah. of the bad guys. So they're both dead. Yeah, so Godzilla heads for the egg. He's like, I could really use a scramble. And he smashes the move, building housing. Move it over Miami sounds good right now. Aw, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Matra's coming. Flying in very gently. Did you gently. say Monica? I might have. I don't I know. I heard Monica, which I just love that. Like, maybe Mo- Godzilla's got a past history with Moth- with Mothra, and has misheard her. Mothra's name is Monica. And he's like, oh, Monica's coming. I better eat this egg real quick, because Monica's going to be pissed if she finds me here. <laughs> oh, Monica hates it when I eat her food. <laughs> I know, it's this weird domestic thing. Yeah, like, it's essentially, yeah. I'm always eating her eggs, and she gets so angry at me, and it takes months to calm her down. It's a whole thing. That's what it's all. It's that wall. Come on, Monica. Be cool. I love the idea that kaiju just are just essentially just housemates who are just constantly arguing in their apartment that is just happens to be Japan. Like this is not an actual battle to death. It's just it's just roommates getting angry with each other. Yeah. Yep. So um, she flaps her wings, blows stuff all over the place. This starts the fight. This is Vothor versus Godzilla, cause like yeah, Godzilla's about to eat the egg, and she flies in. And this is this this is the way this is the start of the big title bout essentially. She flies and flaps her wings, yeah. Yep. So uh, let's see. So Mothra grabs Godzilla's tra- tail and just drags him around. Look at silly as fuck. <laughs> and, oh my god, uh, he lands on his face because he's still trying to go after the egg and he's clawing at the dirt. And it's actually pretty funny looking. Man, I was surprised at how fundamentally Mothra 
fucks Godzilla up, because you think it's Godzilla versus a butterfly. All he has to do is shoot him with a heat ray once, and also, what the fuck's a butterfly gonna do? But butterfly... Butterfly's got, like, fucking wings, he's got the wind, it's got, he's, Mothra's got the little claws so he can, like, drag him by the tail and stuff like that. I suppose Godzilla yeah. almost gets fucking whacked by Mothra. I'm genuinely yep. impressed. Yeah. Yeah, mods got, uh, uh, editing in this fight is sporadic, to say the best, because how are you going to make a moth fighting a <laughs> man in a rubber suit look cool? You know what? They can't, because for half no. the fight, the, the monsters turn into hand puppets that are just banging yeah. against each other. And there must have been a technical issue where, um, I, the, the Mothra puppet must have been too weighty and ungainly and moved too slowly or at least move more slowly than the special effects guys anticipated, because random parts of this fight are suddenly sped up. It's mm. usually when Mothra is flying, and I wonder if it's one of those things where they didn't anticipate the wings being so ma so big and so massive that in order to get them to flutter realistically, they move so slowly, so in order to kind of make Mothra look like it could actually be flying, they had to speed up the footage, which has the unfortunate effect of making shit look, kind of look like a Keystone Cops movie a little bit. Uh, because mm -hmm. then Godzilla's been kind of moving weirdly and stuff like that. and But the movie's not consistent. It doesn't do it all the time, but just in bits and pieces. So you'll have, like, the two... two the, the uh, you know, Godzilla dude in a suit versus, like, giant flying puppet Mothra. But then the sometimes they'll turn into actual little hand puppets. But then they're also, like... You get to see, like, giant full-body Mothra, but it's, like, moving su super fast. And it's all just very kind of chaotic fight. Yeah. Yep. So, uh... The gentle moth has really given this giant monster to business, and then but then she sprays some poison, I guess, and flies off and lays down next to her egg because she dies. This is I remember right. that because was it the Godzilla NES game? I I can't man. Could you play as Mothra? Or you fought Mothra. One of Mothra's thing was like she would dust powder onto you, which I guess is the thing some moths actually have is that they have like like little. Maybe it's not poisonous, but it's something they can use to kind of, like, ward enemies as way. Is that, you know, they have kind of pollen on their wings that they can, like, you know, shake off and... And war and I guess in this movie, that's poison. And I guess the, the shaking the dust off her wings is enough, like, this is her last exhortation of strength. And this is what kills mm -hmm. her. This is her last act. Before she, yeah, she needs yeah. to go, she flies back to the egg and, and dies. It's very sad. Yep. But the egg is there, so Mothra will live on. No biggie. Yay. And nighttime elsewhere, I guess. Tanks are rolling <laughs> yeah, around. This is like more time and space, and the movie starts to fall apart. Fighter jets are in the sky, shooting at Godzilla in the hills, and uh, but they're doing a better job just hitting the ground than Godzilla. Yeah. And lighting the hills on fire. Well, and, they, uh, it looks like they're trying to drop napalm on Godzilla. And they actually succeed at some point because suddenly the Godzilla costume catches on fire for a moment. Like, the, mm. specifically the head. And I'm assuming they didn't mean to actually catch the Godzilla suit on fire, but it does look cool as hell because there is a moment where Godzilla's, like, flailing at his own face and it's Godzilla on fire, which is something you don't see very often. And actually, even other Godzilla movies... Uh, on the rare occasion, we'll actually have, like, part of the, like, the, the, the set on fire. It's usually, like, on a different plane away from the costumes, and they do everything they can to try to keep live fire away from the costumes. And I wonder if this is the reason why, because you get to see how fucking easily flammable that goddamn Godzilla costume is. And, yeah, like I said, I'm surprised this Godzilla it's not costume... made up out of asbestos. Oh, man, I didn't even think about that. There's probably some kind of asbestos or something in there, because they, they are dealing with pyrotechnics and stuff, and you wouldn't want to try to keep 
the both the costume and the set as fireproof as possible, and yeah, I didn't even think about that, but you could pretty much be guaranteed there's some kind of asbestos in that shit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he walks towards some power lines, they zap him, <laughs> he pushes them over, that's that plan over. Well, okay. he gets zapped! And, and she seems to be getting knocked out, but then, like, one of the cables for the electrical tower snaps. Like, I guess when he's on the ground, it, they kind of, like, suddenly the tower seems to look like it's overloading or something like that. And some of the wires catch on fire, and when the wires catch on fire, one of them snaps. And that's enough to break the current, and so Godzilla's no longer being zapped anymore. And then he stands up, and he breathes smoke on the electrical tower, and suddenly the electrical tower is painted red. Which I thought that was great. And they didn't do a good job making it look like it was glowing, but suddenly it's painted red. And then he goes nuts. He uses his heat ray to melt the towers and a whole bunch of the tiny tanks. They get hit with a... Yeah. It's, it's great because obviously there's model tanks being hit with a blowtorch from right off camera. and yeah. But it's supposed to be his heat ray. And it's actual models are catching on fire. It's actually... It doesn't look great, but any excuse to see toys get destroyed on, on, yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on screen in a Godzilla movie is always a good time. Yeah, uh, that actually happens in a moment because, but there's only a quick scene in between where they're back on the beach and singing is happening, but it's daytime. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Ends. I know, didn't even catch that. Like it's going back and forth between day and time that that much. Yeah, yeah. and then Godzilla's stomping around, not giving a fuck. They shoot at him with tanks. Oh, oh I'm sorry. I jumped works. ahead to the no, no, no. Tanks. You're fine. I I thought that might have I might have missed it with the that. Uh, some helicopters drop a dainty net on Godzilla yeah. and zaps him. Oh, more I'm electricity. Sorry, this is the whole thing. Then okay. they drop more, more yeah. nets on him. He falls on the ground and throws a fit like a toddler. They raise the power on the towers too much and they short circuit. Oh, so okay. Now Godzilla's pissed off and is melting everything with his fire breath. I didn't realize Places. it was them actually. They put too much power and that that's what caused. Oh, okay. Yeah. So uh, places are finally evacuating. And singing's still happening. They really want to drag this out, huh? <laughs> no. Well, and also, too, now we get to the part where there's, like, just a random plot twist towards the end of the movie that comes from nowhere just to just to pad out the movie even more. Mm-hmm. Really, if you cut this movie down to the parts anyone can care about, it's only 20 minutes long. Like, even, yeah. like, at the and really, the highlight of this movie is the fight between Mothra, because everything out, even when... It's the, the 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 rest of the Godzilla fight from here on out is actually not. It's funnier than it is more interesting. But yeah, yeah, the egg gl glows. It goes on, and finally the egg cracks open, and it's a pair of loaves of bread that have been glued together <laughs> with wheels with, on them, so they can crawl yeah. around the set. Godzilla's headed to an island where ten kids and two teachers are oh no this, he'll definitely find them and kill them this feels like it was spliced in from a different movie because this comes from out of nowhere that there's randomly suddenly there's i mean there's already people living on this like it's it's fucking japan everyone's uh, in danger from godzilla but suddenly now the most important th thing becomes the small class class that's stuck on this <laughs> tiny island that's right off the coast of japan that i guess yeah godzilla suddenly randomly decides he needs to go kill those people for no reason so then everyone has to go over there and see what's going on so the I whole mean, rest of the climax of the movie is on this tiling tiny island hide pretty easy from godzilla he's it's not like he's he can't even look down out all you no. have to do and if, if you're only 10 people i guess the kids could cry or something like that but especially like i yeah just hide in a cave you're which safe. they do. Yeah, which, so, yeah. So, the Mothra Worms are gonna fight Godzilla. I guess they do that. 
and I guess they go to the other side. While the worms do that, I guess the humans will will go to the other side of the island while they save the kids because I guess they'll assume that they're going to be on the other side of the island. Yeah, there's some kind of machinations or something like that, yeah. Godzilla cannot be bothered with these dumb loaf of bread looking motherfuckers. Oh, and also, Mothra's twins. There's two of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, oh no, not the children. Please save these dumb kids I don't care about, Mothra. Oh no, Mothra, so, Godzilla, babies. Mothra bites Godzilla's tail, and he fucking hates it to death. And then Mothra goes for one hell of a ride as he flails around, and then the other, yeah. the other Mothra, the Mothra spits... The Mothra who bites the tail gets... I thought they were going to kill that, because this is another thing they do in later Godzilla movies, where like if you have two uh, Mothra... Um, babies, like they mm. they might kill one just to make the other one mm. angry enough to justify like getting revenge for that. So, so uh, there's when uh, Godzilla slaps his tail down on the hard ground and uh, on the ground hard enough. You see the puppet looks like almost like it's uh, breaks the Mothra baby it puppet attached does. to the tail, which I'm assuming yeah. But I was like, oh my god, that, that, is that actually is that Mothra baby dead? No, it just gets up and still keeps on running around. But yeah. Yep, so the other Mothra spits silly string at Godzilla, and he's like, Oh, it smells weird. I hate this, and but he doesn't take any actions to really do anything about no. it. Well, he starts to run away like a big old coward, but yeah. they keep spraying him, peeking out from behind rocks, being like, eh, got That you. was the best thing, because they're obviously just little little baby Mothra hand puppets, uh-huh. and they'll like hide this... behind the rocks when he like uses his heat ray, and then they just come out and spit again, and then they hide again, and then just like, Godzilla doesn't know to like, maybe she just get go over there and step on them. He doesn't even have to like pick them up or kill them. You can just step on them, and that's the end of the fight. But no, he's just gonna stay at a distance, use the heat rays, and it's just the the, the, the baby Mothra puppets can just hide behind a rock, and they're invincible. So this, it's great. This this is your big climax. <laughs> this huh? is yeah, I know. This is the so, disappointing uh, climax: the Mothra versus Godzilla. So they rescue the kids and teachers from a cave, which probably would have been a safer place for them all to be, rather than in the, the, the middle of the ocean where, you know, Godzilla's known to stomp <laughs> around. Especially if Godzilla can't even, like, attack baby Mothra puppets hiding behind a rock, then he's definitely not going to be able to get into that cave. Mm. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yep, so the, the Mothra's keeps peeking out from behind the rock, spraying Godzilla while giggling, tee-hee-hee-hee. Yeah. Gotcha, you silly bitch. Well, the sound effects almost sound like they're going tee-hee, like there's like, shoo, shoo, shoo. Just, it goes on. Yeah, it goes on. For, <laughs> then the, the, this is the next ten the, minutes of the movie. It's just silly string. The, the twins sing, Godzilla falls over, rolls into the, falls into the sea, the good guys reach shore, and I guess Godzilla's beaten? I guess that's Because the turds, the, the, the bread turds are swimming away? <laughs> And they like the only way to thank Mothra is to make the world a better place. The and end. They, they wave and it ends. What? A, what? That was dumb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would have been more interesting if it was Mothra working in, in conjunction with her babies, but or if they had actually led up to like maybe the egg hatches, and Godzilla has to tussle with the babies. But of course, Godzilla's gonna fucking beat the babies because all they, their only weapon is silly string. And mm-hmm. if Mothra had shown up to save them and then sacrificed herself to keep her babies from dying, uh, after they've been hatched would have been a little more interesting, but yeah, just having the whole finale just be silly string, then Godzilla rolls over, falls into the ocean, and that's it. That's like, well, 
Yeah. Especially for a movie that took half an hour to get started to begin with. For the last ten minutes of the last fight to be this kind of like a... I mean, I, I still think it's worth it just because, like I said, the, the baby moth or hand puppets hiding behind a rock and then sticking their heads back out. Then, <laughs> they cracked me up so much that that entertainment value just... I thought that was good, but objectively, though, that makes for a kind of a... Eh, wet fart of an ending for a Godzilla movie, but yeah. Also, yeah. <laughs> I misread the subtitles because uh, when uh, the guy, when Mo Baby Mothra's go swimming away with the Peanut Sisters, and the Peanut Sisters, they're all like, "Hey, they'll make the world a better place." And I think they say, like, I th I think one of the people on the beach says, "Yes, we will create a world of uh, free from mistrust." Distrust. I misread uh, the subtitles. I thought he said uh, free of dentists. <laughs> I was like, wait, I'm actually rewinding, going, did he say we're going to make the world free of dentists? And that's like yes. literally the last line of the dialogue in the movie. I was like, oh no, he just says distrust. But And then yeah, they wave and that's, that's, that's goodbye. That's it. That's the end of the movie. Godzilla versus yeah. Mothra. Yeah. All right. <laughs> end. Yeah. So what do you think it's, of it's hor it's horrible to think it gets even sillier. Yeah, I think they probably get better, but also sillier at the same time. But yeah, this is a good taste of what happens in the future. And like I said, this is this is it. This is the last time Godzilla is actually scary until Godzilla nineteen eighty five. Twenty years after this, so Yeah. Yeah, after this they really just kinda do become children's films. Um So well yeah. You think you think it was worth it jumping back to see Oh, sure, I guess. <laughs> I mean, we've seen worse. It's not like the end of the uh, end of everything, but... No, it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's, it was dumb. I mean, too much humans, but that's every Godzilla movie. Yeah, I don't have too much trivia for this movie, too, other than... Uh, I guess um, they also pretty much made Godzilla vs. King Ghidorah uh, pretty much right after this movie. This is actually the... F 1964 was the only year they actually put out two Godzilla movies in the same calendar year. Um, mm -hmm. and like I said, that's the first Godzilla movie where he's just actually a good guy defending the earth from a bad guy, uh, monster. And, uh, Godzilla vs. Mothra was also the first, uh, Godzilla movie to be dubbed by the same team who would go on to, uh, do the English dub for Speed Racer. The cartoon, which in retrospect totally makes sense. Because that's pretty much the same quality, shitty voice acting. In, in Godzilla movies as in Speed Racer. In fact, actually, Godzilla and Speed Racers are probably the two things in Western pop culture that let that that created the the stereotype of terrible English dubbing in Japanese anime and monster movies. And so, yeah, that's Mothra vs. Godzilla. Yeah, Mothra. Oh, and the other thing too is interesting. Mothra is pretty mm. much the only monster uh, kaiju in. Toho stuff that is pretty much unequivocally a good guy. Um, God, Mothra's never flip-flopped. Not they've, they've, they've never had, like, evil Mothra in any of the movies, at least as far as I've seen. And that's one of the things I do like about Mothra. Mothra's kind of crappy, but I love the fact that she's always been good, though. Even mm -hmm. though she's not exactly the most... Although, man, there's one of the cool things, though, in the new Godzilla movie. They officially label her Mothra Queen of the Monsters, and she does fuck shit up in that movie. And it's nice to see her finally get her her due in, in, in the latest Hollywood film, but 
Um, but yeah, I, I, I always like the design of Mothra. She's so fluffy and she's got those light up blue eyes and only the Japanese would think to create a giant butterfly kaiju to fight Godzilla. That's so uniquely, when I think of like one of the, the unique qualities of Godzilla and what makes that series so interesting, um, in, in the West, they would have probably, they would have never done anything as silly as, as a giant butterfly, but yeah, the Japanese, yeah. I just love that, that like, after he fought Godzilla, or after Godzilla fought King Kong, the first thing they're thinking, like, we need to get that motherfucker to follow, <laughs> fight a giant butterfly. Yeah. Yeah, so, and like, there are some goofy Godzilla monsters, but. There's what? None, no, there's never. There's none quite so, there's none quite so fluffy and as pretty as Mothra. I don't know. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. What are we doing next? No. Uh, I was a freebie week. So I was thinking. Oh yeah, about I forgot we've got stuff. like a semi-schedule of stuff. Yeah, I was okay. thinking about various stuff to do, and I don't want to blow all the good stuff right away. Oh I'm no! With, I'm going with one that isn't. It doesn't blow anybody's ass open, but it's fine. I've asked. I've mentioned it to you a couple times. Oh no! But I think uh, just because it's a fairly easy watch and it's weird as fuck, and mm -hmm. we'll stay in the. When is this from? Hold on. What's? Well, I think it's the sixties. Or actually, it's probably the seventies. Uh, uh, There's different versions of this thing. No, 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 no. You're talking about Doctor no, no. Who. You're talking about James Bond. You're talking about. 1970. Uh -oh. From 1970, it's an animated movie by Chuck Jones. A uh, very... Ricky Tiki Tavi? Very uh, famous animator. Uh, we both love him, except for his uh, Tom and Jerry shorts can go straight to hell. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, he did his best work in the in the 40s, but what are you going to yeah. do? Yeah. But we're going to watch The Phantom Tollbooth. Oh, shit. Okay. Yeah. I, I love the book. About that. That's bad. You know what? Dylan got me the book a long time ago, but I never read it. But it's a good book. It's yeah. fun. And we're gonna watch the movie. It's, it is like it's Doctor a, Who. It's, it's trip. Uh, if I remember correctly, it's probably been like twenty plus years since I watched it last. Is this a feature film? Yes. Okay, I thought maybe it was like a TV special or something. Okay. No, I'm pretty sure it was a feature. Okay, film. the Phantom Tollbooth. Yeah. Yep, it's it's a weird one. Do you know anything about the Phantom Tollbooth? I know it's called the Phantom Tollbooth, and literally that's all I know about it. I didn't even know Chuck, Tone, uh, Chuck Jones had done the the, uh, the 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 film version. Despite me having mentioned it to you a dozen times. Look, you're talking to <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's something I'm already kind of vaguely familiar with, I'm not going to retain that kind of information. I know. Which is I funny, because like, I'm an animation nerd, I know about Chuck Jones, except uh, well, it speaks to like when you're talking about Chuck Jones' animated feature, I, I think about Ricky Tiki Tavi, but I didn't even know he did a... Uh, have you seen Ricky Tiki Tavi? No, I don't think so. It doesn't sound familiar. That's about the. I think that was like early 70s. Maybe he did that right before or right after Phantom Told Me. But Ricky Tiki Tavi based off of. Is that, is that Kipling? I think that might be Kipling stuff because it's about a kid in India. And it's about a little mongoose who fights a snake. He protects mm. his his English overlords. Uh, It's about gentrification. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to talk about Ricky Tiki Tavi. We're going to talk about the Phantom no. Told Booth. One of my yeah. favorite animated features. <laughs> you love it so much. I, I got a, I got it on VHS. I got a beta. You can't stop I got singing a, the songs. I got on video discs. Um, I love that theme. Phantom Toll Booth. <laughs> There's nothing rhymes with Toll Booth. So you, forsooth. That's all right. Phantom so, Toll. He's he's murdered on Twitter. I'm the Grumpy Turtle on Twitter. Tardy Podcast on Twitter. Tardy Podcast.com. Shares around all that garbage. Give it a gobble gook. 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> Next week, well, this was Jezolver's mother. Next week, we'll see if we get stuck in the doldrums. Hopefully not. No, uh, now that the well, no, you'll, that's up, you'll, uh, you'll you'll get that reference next week, Bill. Oh, re- oh yeah. no. Okay, okay. No, okay. it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, does yeah. that mean I get to pick something lazy? Not what? what to, how did you describe this? Not lazy. A week. Uh, an easy week. A uh, freebie. A freebie. Okay, when we can talk about something that we've seen in the past. So does that mean yeah. I get a freebie after this? Uh, it was even though Godzilla vs. Well, King it, Kong it, is it already kind of. It was supposed or, to be every other week, but you decided it was uh, two week, no, week two, a week. We did two a, weeks in a row. Okay, that's what it yeah. is. Okay, yeah. Which is fine. Yeah, okay. that works. Okay. Even though technically yeah. I had seen most of Godzilla vs. Mothra before. Yeah, I, I guess technically this week would be free, but like I said, I never sat down and watched the whole thing. But Oh, shit, now I got to think about my own freebie that I can announce a week from now, too. So maybe this one will make you watch Josie and the Pussycats. No, because that's on my list. Oh, okay. I actually have that, and we'll pick it at some point. I Maybe did. for my next actual episode. Oh, okay. I did yeah. just buy Austin Powers on t- uh, iTunes. On you've sale. been threatening that one for a long time. Just, I I hate Mike Myers of White Hot Passion, but... Yeah? I just, I, so many people love the fucking Austin Powers movies. I feel like, mm. just out of, like, cultural obligation, not to say that's going to be my next pick, but I've, 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 I own it now, so I could do it if I want. Anyway, I should shut up. We'll come back with you at next week with the Phantom Tollbooth. Mm-hmm. So until next time, keep filling your holes with pop culture. So long, everybody. A world free of dentists. There That's you how go. you can repay us for this podcast. <laughs> your silence frightened me. <laughs> I'm just trying to think. I forgot we even... You think we could do something like Godzilla related to the ending of the podcast. I'm like, well, I guess the only thing we have to play off is however this specific movie ended. And that just, that just ended with a bunch of people waving to... Uh, two giant insects and two baby little people singing. What a weird movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's, that's like even weirder than the Goonies where you have a bunch of kids with a giant one-eyed mutant guy waving to its skeleton on a pirate ship. Um, <laughs> anyway, that's neither here. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah, of course. I'm all here.